Heel Girl podcast. It's summer. I'm excited. Me too. Second of June. I love June. It's my favorite. Is it? Is it because it's not like too hot there yet? Yeah, it's not too hot, but it's like, I don't know, it's just perfect because I am a summer girl. I do not like being cold. <laughs> I like it when I can, you know, like, wear my shorts and my tank tops and not be freezing by the time the sun goes down. So I love June and it's still like tolerable to be outside in the morning. I was going to say, it's so funny. Cause you're like, I don't like being cold. And I'm like, you live in Texas. Your cold and my cold are so different. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it gets like below 68, I'm cold. So like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's funny because I did, um, I think I told you I did that genetics test, right? And it has an ancestry option. So it shows you like where your ancestors are from. And all my ancestors are like uh Scandinavians, like Vikings. I was gonna say, are they Nordic? Yeah. Like so where did you Germany? Come from? Um yeah, all of those. Like I am a hundred percent hundred percent white for sure. <laughs> like like they sent me back the thing and they're like you're a hundred percent european and then they like broke it down into what parts but it was like this descendants from these people love cold weather and winter and i was like yeah no but that was only like nine percent of my genes but anyway valid yeah you're like sorry no that's not it that's not it for me yeah not when not when my ancestors moved me to Texas. So like that's the word baby. Yeah. Yeah. Thin blood. Thin blood over here. Well, yeah, especially if you're born there. I mean, my parents have only lived in Florida for a year and a half and my they're already thin blooded. Like Yeah. I mean, my mom like moved here when she was in her early twenties, I think, and she's like, it did not take me long at all to to get thin blood. <laughs> Yeah. My sister is between Florida and Arizona. I think it's been six years. I might be wrong. It might be seven. She is very thin blooded. Like every time she comes up here, so crazy bundled, like parkas galore, just as dramatic as my mom. But I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not like you lived here for 20 something years. And she went to school in Syracuse. So like in the tundra. Yeah. But anywho, um, we have other things to talk about than thin blood, unless, you know, that's your subject of choice um I guess because it's the summer we really want to talk about like fun summer things so like traveling like how to stay healthy while you travel how to keep you know goals on track things like that lots of good stuff because we like to travel you take a lot of road trips I love that for you I do I love road trips and still (laughs) somehow you're always in Texas yeah we always just like it takes a minimum of nine hours to, I mean, the closest state I can get to from here is Louisiana. And that's like seven hours. Oh my gosh. Like, there's nothing in Louisiana that I want to go see. So we never go there. Yeah. So yeah, if we, if we go out of the state, we pretty much fly, but 
I've never lived in a big state like that. I've only ever like Delaware is obviously like the second smallest. Your state state is probably like the size of like my general area. It's like classified as the Rio Grande Valley. Oh yeah. Delaware is the second smallest state. Like it's tiny. Yeah. yeah, There's like six counties I think that make up like our region. Six or seven. So it's probably like the same size as Delaware. And like even like I grew up in New Jersey. So like New Jersey was like, it's not that big a state, let's be real. It's just super populous. So like you don't really notice, but also like PA was very close. Connecticut was very close. New York was very Mm -hmm. close. So like they were all under an hour or maybe an hour, something like that. So like we had plenty of bordering states that were very close. And now Second smallest state, also plenty of bordering states that are very close. PA is 15 minutes away. Maryland is very close. New Jersey is very close. So, like, I don't know what that's like to have to go seven (laughs) hours to get to another state. Yeah. See, I don't know what it's like to not have to drive, like, four hours to get to a major city. I was also going to say, because, like, the city and the airport thing is a thing for both of us. Like, I've always lived an hour or less from a major city, 30 minutes or less from a major airport. Like Newark's one of the largest airports in the U S and I live like mm-hmm. 35 minutes from there. And like Philly's also a pretty large airport and I live 30 minutes from there. And I'm like, you being like, yep, can't get flights places. I'm like, what is that like? Sex, sex. <laughs> I mean, I can get flights places, but I have to go to Dallas Yeah, to get a flight to anywhere pretty much. Mm-hmm. So do you have to fly to Dallas or drive to Dallas? You can fly to Dallas. It's, I mean, it costs more because it's never a direct flight anywhere, but they do have like some of the budget airlines, especially in the summertime. They'll do like direct flights to like Orlando, Colorado, Chicago, like all the bigger cities, mm-hmm. but it's not all year long. Usually in the summertime, they do more like, um, northern flights because we have a lot of we call them winter texans but you guys call them snowbirds so like the retirees and obviously we like we have a lot of people that come down here for that so they do a lot of flights to like minnesota and all that kind of stuff which like in the wintertime is actually useful because i have a lot of family in minnesota so you can get a cheap flight there but yeah okay so on traveling top tips to travel and be healthy and live your best life because there's so many things I feel like I talk about it all the time just because I quite literally think I travel every month and I wish I was exaggerating that I feel like I talk about it all the time on my stories but like yet somehow there's always people asking like what do you do what do you pack to travel you know so like it's Mm -hmm. clearly something that needs to be you know hammered in again just give your rundown of like what you won't travel without. Okay. So in my backpack, I always keep like three stasher bags full of like separate things. So the one is always King coffee, black spores and CXT. Sorry, CXT is no longer sold, but I'm, I will not like, I pack a disgusting amount of King. My boyfriend always laughs at me because I need like whatever I realistically will drink plus like seven more. Mm -hmm. I know you're the same. So it's fine. I am. Yeah. I'm the same. It's like, it's like when you pack extra underwear to go on a trip. Like <laughs> you're like, oh my god, am I gonna am I gonna like not forget to wipe? And then like I have yeah. to change my underwear every day. But like yeah, you actually think it's that. like you pack twice the amount of underwear that you need. It's the same yeah. with the coffee. <laughs> and so like listen back to our 
uh, Reishi coffee or our Reishi episode. It's one of our first episodes because if you're like, why King coffee? It's not just because it's coffee. It is literally because it is one of the most powerful supplements you can take. If you're going to take one thing every single day for the rest of your life, I always tell people make it King, right? Because it's Reishi spores in organic coffee, immune modulating, anti-inflammatory, anti-parasitic, antiviral, anti-candida, antibacterial, like so many different things. It's phenomenal. Bounces hormones, bounces blood sugars. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. I always, I always forget to like mention that, but like you said, it's not just coffee, but it's literally a supplement that tastes delicious. And I tell everyone that because I'm like, if there is like one thing you could change about your daily life that will make you so much healthier. And if you're not willing to overhaul your life, swap your coffee to King coffee. Yeah. Like truly that, Mm -hmm. that will change your health on a huge level. Yep. Like I said, without having to overhaul your life, like it is one of the healthiest things that from one supplement you can put into your body on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, I talk about it all the time. Like it changed my freaking life truly because I couldn't drink coffee. Same. And yeah, it it just messed with my hormones, like all the things like it's, it's on my stories. It's in my highlight. I haven't saved like Mm -hmm. what I went through, but yeah. Yeah, And now I I can drink coffee every single day. I drink two coffees every day. So I went from no coffee for four years, almost no caffeine. Like maybe I would have a matcha once a week to now I drink two coffees every day, sometimes three, depending on the day. So like, it really is life-changing. Like I had, because same with hormones, a lot of people with digestive issues, if they're on the diary and the spectrum, the first thing you're going to cut out is coffee. Like easy. It, it acts like a laxative to a lot of people. Like, yes, you don't obviously get the little buzz that stinks, but like, that's not a hard thing to cut out. That just upsets your stomach, you know? And so there's so many people like that with Crohn's, IBS, all that stuff that like cut out coffee or they're like, oh, I know if I have coffee, I have to stay home all day. Like, no, you can drink coffee. And if you have wacky hormones, you think that you had to cut out coffee, you also can drink coffee because they're both extremely impacted by your cortisol. So that makes sense why you would cut it out. Like, nope, you can drink coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I just like feel like we talk about it all the time, but also sometimes like we don't even realize that new people are popping in every day and like don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we talk about like drinking the King coffee every day, but like not why I guess. Cheers. Um, Cheers. okay. So I have the, like I said, the three little stasher bags. My second one is like supplemental stuff. So always travel with electrolytes for me, because especially when you're traveling, it's really easy to get dehydrated, to not drink enough, especially when you're flying. Cause flights yeah. literally suck the hydration out of your body. So whatever electrolytes you like, we like element, we like relight. You've been loving the pickleball cocktail recently. Mm-hmm. So yeah, whatever, whatever you look, whatever floats your boat there. I will not travel without electrolytes though, because it's necessary for like keeping your regular, keeping you hydrated, whatever. I always travel with magnesium too. Um, I like the Ned Mellow Magnesium and I actually get theirs like in a, I scoop it every day, but I bought a couple of like individual size ones just to help sleep a lot of the time. I mean, if I'm not going to the beach, I'm not getting my magnesium in. So like all that stuff, I like to travel with magnesium element. Okay. What else? I also travel with my little sleep blend collagen, um, the sleep blend for Ned, the little tincture just to help me sleep. Like I said, collagen, CT minerals live in there too, rent free. And then just some teas I like in case like you never know what's going on in your life. I'm like, okay, a little ginger tea is always just going to be nice to travel with. And then I like my throat coat in case 
something acts up and you feel like you just need a little something extra. Uh, but that's mostly it. And then my third one's always snacks. <laughs> Big snack gal. You're not going to see me leave the house without like chomps, epic bars. Uh, I know people will think this is disgusting. I carry like cans of salmon and tuna and stuff. And I don't care because if I'm in a pinch and I want something to eat, all I do is put that on a salad and I have like food. I'm also mm-hmm. more sensitive than most to gluten. So for me, it's like just deciding where I trust places. It can still get tricky if you're like traveling. Airports usually have shitty food. Let's just call a spade a spade. So like I usually travel with my own food to the airport. I always bring lunch and dinner if I know I'm like going during those time frames. which I guess apparently a lot of people don't know that you can travel with food. You can, it doesn't even need to be in a see-through container. You just can't use, bring liquids. Like you can travel with food. You just can't bring like soup. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people bring like whole steaks, like cooked steaks on their flight. I bring meatballs. I bring hard boiled eggs. I've brought everything. Mm-hmm. You just take it out when you go through TSA. So that they don't, I mean, if you don't take it out, they usually just pull over your backpack and see that it's food and then give it back to you. Yeah. But I travel with food just because I'm a hangry bitch. I get it. Hangers like blood sugar stuff. Sorry. I'm still a hangry bitch. I've balanced my blood sugar and I just am someone who during meal times I got to eat. So like I travel with meals and I travel with snacks. My go-to snacks, like I said, nut butters, I'll carry simple Mills crackers, the little small ones. Um, I do a lot of chomps. I do a lot of Epic bars too, because the Epic bars are like heartier. So they really like will fill you for longer. And then those like wild planet packets of fish I'm not even ashamed about it and then I do have my salt in there too uh I know a lot of like you could pack like bars and stuff I don't like bars I've tried almost every bar on the market and I just don't like them I've come to terms with that I feel kind of feel the same way about bars I like the aloha ones sometimes like they're not the greatest when Mm -hmm. it comes to ingredients I feel like but flavor wise they're decent so like in a pinch I will just like grab those and bring them Yeah. It's not like, like I get the, it was definitely meat heavy, what I'm telling you, because like I need to pack protein. And Uh for me, those bars taste bad. (laughs) (laughs) If you like them, cool. I don't like them. It's fine. I like the, the chocolatey ones, like the mint chocolate. I think that one's my favorite, but yeah. And then I feel like we should talk about supplements because like that's obviously the supplements that I pack are separate because it's like, depending on where I'm going, depending on what I'm on. Um, what supplements I do not travel without always CT minerals. I just need some sort of mineral source. Um, I always travel with a binder. If I'm flying, it's usually Virad chem. Uh, that's just because we're exposed to a lot of junk in the air and in the airplanes. Like they're gross. I like Virad chem for flying. I will always have extra. I'll take two before I get on the flight and two after that's a personal thing. I just like feel good about doing that. Like, is that probably a little anal? Could be, I don't care. They're also very like EMF protective too, mm-hmm. like to your cells, the same with CT minerals and yeah, like airplanes are just naturally higher in EMFs. I know. And then other supplements, it's usually just what I'm taking. So like I always pay- take liver support. I'm someone who will never be without it just because I think that's foundational as well. Yeah, I always travel with Tudka and I always bring bowel mover like just in case because that's fair. I know everybody gets constipated when they travel. So (laughs) that's a real thing, you know, like nobody wants to be uncomfortable. That's also why I travel with magnesium. And if you're like, I don't like the mellow one, 
I don't care that the the natural vitality calm. I get it. People said there might have been heavy metals in it, but like if you get constipated when you travel, just go to your health food store and get a couple of those. They have travel packs. Like get that because mm-hmm. magnesium citrate will help you poop. It works. Yeah, it works real well. So like mm-hmm. it's fine. Taking it twice isn't going to hurt you. Like sorry, that's just the truth. And then that's like the bulk. I usually do fly with my ozone, um, just because uh, if I'm ever staying you don't know if the place is going to be moldy till you get there. And so I just like having my little mini ozone, my air ozone machine. A lot of people like the hypo air instead. I just never bought it. I just use my ozone one instead. And then it's probably mostly it like that. I'm strict about never leaving the house without. What about you? Literally everything that you said. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think I'm missing anything. Oh, I do bring my like EMF blockers. These things, I don't even remember which ones these are. Aries Tech has really good ones too. I always keep it just like next to my laptop and next to me. And like my mom gave me like three of these. So they're always, and I have EMF blockers on my laptop, on my phone. I know like personal diodes, a lot of people travel with them. I don't have a personal diode. It's been on my Christmas list like every year. And then I end up being like, dang, I got too much for Christmas. I can't get the personal diode. (laughs) But that's mostly it. Like, I just don't feel like we should go like chaotic, crazy. Like, yeah, you can pack all your biohacks. Yeah, you can pack your whole closet. But like, that's, I think, when it gets a little tricky. Depends on what time of like healing you're in. Because I've been the more sensitive person. So I understand when there are the times when like, you are packing literally everything and not leaving any of it out. But now I'm at obviously like a healthier place in my life where I'm like, cool, yeah, I'm still going to travel with all the snacks because I think that I'm just going to do that for the rest of my life and like some supplements and obviously King, but like, <laughs> believe me, this is a lot less than it used to be. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I think that's good, just like basics for people too, because obviously if you're in like a stage of healing, then it, you're going to be bringing stuff that everybody else isn't going to need anyway. So yeah, exactly. everything that you mentioned, it's very like basic across the board very beneficial to staying healthy while you're traveling. One thing I love to pack is like my gua sha and my jade roller, just because like, I feel like on the plane, I just want a little extra self-care or after. So like when I'm feeling a little puffy, I also have recently gotten into facial cupping. Super excited. Do you have the little, yeah, Yeah, I keep eyeing those and I'm like, they look like they would feel so good. It's super interesting. So I actually have gotten facial cupping done once when I did cupping. She asked me, she's like, do you want me to do facial cupping? And I had no idea. It feels even better when someone else does it low key. Like doing it on myself felt great. If you ever go for cupping and they offer facial cupping, just like it, it's five minutes. It's worth every second. And it like, I felt like I was just, they say I only do it like two to three times a week, I guess, just because of the blood flow and all of that. It's so good. You should do it. Now I'm going to get one. Yeah. Cause I do, I do like the gua sha all the time, mm-hmm. just like on my jaw. Cause it feels good. So good. I've been traveling with them more so just because I feel like sometimes you get puffy. Oh, and then I guess like things I won't travel without. Also my eye mask sleep is a non-negotiable. I will never travel without my eye mask because you also don't know where you're going to be, how dark it's going to be and mouth tape. I'm a sleep um, diva. I guess one would call me <laughs> never leave house without those. I bring my own pillow every time we go on a road trip. Oh, okay. See, you get it. Yeah. yeah. Those are also non-negotiables for me, but I didn't even think about that. Like, it's just, cause like the sleep is just, 
Sometimes it's going to get wonked up when you travel. Some things that I think that if you're more sensitive can be helpful to travel with digestive enzymes, gluten ease, or like gluten enzymes are super helpful. I use gluten ease. Some people will use um, Thrive Health has one too, whatever. Like they're just ones that help your body digest gluten. <laughs> if you're someone that's more sensitive to it, I find them super helpful. I always have. I pretty much barely eat out. So if I do eat out, there's like an 80% chance I'm bringing that with me. And I say 80 because like I forget a lot of the times. And I don't really care anymore, but like there was a point in time I wouldn't eat out without them. Again, I'm still relatively sensitive to gluten, but like I've been glutened and nothing's happened to me recently. So like my body's clearly adapted and changed and like it's fine now to the point where I'm not scared of being glutened. Mm -hmm. But if you're in that phase where you're still working through it, like I'm not shaming because like eh, it's it sucks when you're in it and you know that it's not healthy and you but like that's life. Just get gluten enzymes. It's like yeah. 30 bucks and it's going to make your life easier. Yeah. That's my favorite thing to do when we travel is eat out because we like finding new restaurants. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. I love my mom is always like, how do you find the best places to get food from? And I'm like, well, what I do is I type in the name of the city and then gluten free. And then you look, <laughs> she's like, yeah. how do you find the best I'm like yeah because you just scroll down past all the ads because the ads will be like Outback and I'm like okay Outback has a gluten-free menu but I'm not going to Outback on vacation yep and then you scroll and then you find them I if you if anyone's planning on going any places that I've been I always make sure to put them on my website like afterwards like the places I went and like how I liked them because I know that I love when people do that and that's where I've gotten a lot of my good resources and that's where I found a lot of phenomenal restaurants oh my favorite food was probably either San Diego or Portland oh, Portland was so good if you have celiac and you want to be comfortable eating somewhere, go to Portland or San Diego. Go somewhere crunchy. It's hard to say where I would pick. Neither of those sound too incredibly appealing to me. I think San Diego. Well, no, because Portland's like not as exciting with stuff to do. So I would definitely pick San Diego over it. Yeah. But I mean, we went we went during 2020, which was so funny because I it was a foodie city and I knew that. So I was like, we're just going to go. It's going to be a good time. And it was when everyone thought that this thing would last three months and then everything would go back to normal. So we bought our tickets and I was like, well, we're still going because the flights aren't canceled. Airbnb is not canceled. And it literally ended up just us being like going to restaurants, getting food, going back to our Airbnb, napping, repeat. It was phenomenal. It's a great <laughs> great vacation of doing nothing and having no expectations and not having to do anything the best that does sound great yeah because there was like also not really a lot to do because not a lot of things were open which like I was a little bummed because they have I think it's the largest uh bookstore in the U.S. there and like I wanted to see it and so we went but it was like apparently it normally has like 20 rooms and like there were two rooms open so like that mm -hmm. was a little bit bumming but like other than that we had a great time we just got a lot of food so are you going to Dallas Eco? I don't know. Me I don't neither. Know. I don't know. I probably won't make that decision until like right before the ticket discount goes up again. <laughs> 
I wouldn't count. Yeah, I was going to say never mind. Because this year they did have discounts way late in the game too. Mm-hmm. They yeah, had, I like, mean, well, they usually like kind of go in tiers. So like it, I think it jumped up $100 from like the initial week of eco. Yeah, yeah, it already did. Then no, but they went and, up in tiers this week, this time. But I guess that people just weren't buying because I knew multiple places with $400 coupons. So like it ends up getting you back to like that first tier, the like $597. I I didn't, I guess I didn't see that, but I think I used, when I got my ticket, it was like their $400 coupon that they did, but it was like about to expire. So I was going to say, if you go to Dallas, you have to go to origin. Jess Aldridge's restaurant. So good. We ate there like three times. Yeah. I, we almost went the last time and I don't remember what, what I'm shaming you for it still. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was like, 45 minutes like on the other side of where we were going and then like our airbnb was like an hour away and that's why we didn't go we legitimately went three times it was so good because and it's just good as far as like food like Mm -hmm. yes they have like you have to pay a little extra for their avocado oil fryer and like whatever but it is like just phenomenal food like just great food just great drinks and there's a lot of other options which is great for people like me but like you could tell that it was just a lot of people in general just enjoying because the food was so good now you're making me want to go back and I've had I've told friends to go there afterwards and they were like oh my god the cocktails were so fun I'm like yes go this is a plug to go because I thought it was great and I haven't been since 2021 well, if I go to Dallas Eco, then you have to come. We'll see. We'll see. That's just, that just the rules. <laughs> I'm not a hard no. I'm not a hard yes. Um, just just fly in to go to Origin with me. Like you don't even have to go to Eco. <laughs> go to Origin. Okay. Gosh. Yeah, we're just not sure about it yet. So I feel like I should tell the people why for full transparency. So like, is this your was this your third Eco or your second? third so yeah it was both of our third um both of our third eco and it's gotten a bit redundant there were a handful of topics that I feel like I like really truly learned from and I definitely don't think I know everything that is out there to be a practitioner by any stretch of the imagination right that's why we go to these things to learn more and like I know that I haven't seen everything but like I feel like they just talk about the same things Mm mm-hmm So just not sure if it's like still worth it. I know it sounds rude, but like they talk again, there were two talks back to back about parasites, but like I took nothing away from that. Like that hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Like you said, it's really just stuff that we already, already know and already have heard. So, yeah. I mean, that's why basically I haven't, decided if I'm going or not mm-hmm. either yeah if it, if it was still in Boise I would pretty much be like no nah, I'm like I'm good <laughs> the only reason is because I do kind of want to experience it in person I have a friend that lives in New Jersey and she was supposed to go to the one in Boise couldn't last minute because of uh their like a death in the family and then she is only going to Dallas because she's like I haven't gone to one in person yet and I really want to and I totally understand it because she's like haven't been to one 
was really unsure if I was going to go this year, but now that it's in Dallas, I'm going. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It, I also think, and I think it's also because there are so many topics that they could touch upon. Like there is so many untapped things. Let's be real. They haven't talked about Lyme as much. They haven't really talked about heavy metals as much. I also, the things that we benefit from are the case studies and the clinical pearls that people are experiencing in their practice. And they're able to be like, Hey, listen, do this. Hey, listen, this one really worked for this client. Maybe it could work for a client that looks similar. Um, this is no hate because I love what they do, but it's just, I also, I get it. The 2020 stuff, the shots, all that shutdown stuff that happened for a while, but like they keep talking about it and like, I don't need to hear any more about it anymore. Yeah. It was like entertaining when they did it once, but there were like four hours on it. Mm-hmm. It's in the past now. Let it go. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's too much for me to, to continually hear that over and over. I'm just like, I, I know it's there. I know like it happened, but like, yeah. And like we said, there are definitely some talks that we got a lot from, but it felt like there were more that I didn't. And like, it's an expense and it's a business expense. So it's fine. I, I enjoy going, but it's just like, do I want to spend the money on that? If I feel like after the end of the weekend, I'm not really sure what I took away from it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But that's it. Maybe we'll go. Maybe we won't. If you don't see an eco recap, mind your business. Maybe we'll have somebody else on that went and they can recap it for us. I also think I would, we would all probably benefit. They do talk about mental and emotional healing, but they always just like breeze upon it. Right. Like, not that I want someone in there. That's a fucking neuroscientist because that's going to be so confusing. Cause let's be real. Tim's a quantum physicist and that's confusing, but like, I don't know. I want some of that. I want, I just want a little bit more of that because at least what I found in my practice is that the literally arguably a little bit more than the physical, like the emotional and the mental stuff is arguably more important. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe you're going to heal, you're not going to heal. I don't care how many supplements you take. I don't care what diet you do. You're never going to heal. If you think that every practitioner you see is just a notch in your bedpost, right? Like if you think it's just like, oh, well, maybe this one, like it's like grasping straws. You're hopeful, but not really like if you think that you're quote too complex a case that quote no one's ever healed you before, then guess what? This 10th practitioner isn't going to heal you. If that's like what's going through your head, right? If that's, if those are your thoughts on a daily basis, if those are your beliefs, if that's exactly what like you're just circling into your consciousness, which is also in your subconscious, like it's just the, like I said, Physical stuff super important too, but like that mental part is arguably more important. I mean, I think they're pretty equal, but I just want someone to talk about that. I want them to yeah. get up there and be like, let's talk about the mental piece. I mean, they had uh Tracy Southwick this year, I but know. I wish they would do more because hers that's was what like I'm saying. Social. It was it was so good, but that was mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And then like I know that um as an MBSR practitioner, they said, like, if you want to hear from her again, like say it in the notes. And I would love to hear from her again. I know that she talked at one of apparently like the first egos that I never saw. I would love to hear from her again, but 
what are these other people doing too, right? Like MBSR is just one modality. Tell me about mm-hmm. the other ones. I love MBSR. I think it's phenomenal, but like what else? Yeah. So that's me on my soapbox because I, I've, I've seen so much of it. Not I've seen it all. I've no one's seen it all, but I've seen so much of it. The trauma that like is deep rooted, the trauma that literally causes you to do things that consciously you don't even realize, but subconsciously it's there. Right. I've seen the people who say that they want to heal, but you can tell they don't believe it. You can tell that they think, well, I've been working on this for 10 years. So why now? Mm-hmm. Why not now? But I can't, it doesn't matter how many times I'm going to say it to them, you know, like that's not going to get them to like rewire those thoughts. And like, maybe someone can talk about it from a Christian standpoint too. That's great. Like hearing about that and the prayer stuff, like, I don't know anything about that. (laughs) That would probably be interesting to like hear from that perspective, to talk to any of my clients that have more of a religious background than I do. Mm Mm-hmm. There's just so many untapped markets. I've yeah. just seen so much of that recently that I'm like, let's be real. We talk about it all the time, but you have to believe it. Like literally the first step to healing is believing you can heal and believing without a doubt. Yep. That's it. Believing without a doubt to your core. Think about it like a broken leg. You never in your life are you going to think a broken leg is fucking for the rest of your life. Never. No one thinks that. No one's like, well, my leg's going to struggle the rest. No. The rest of your body is just as capable of healing. It's just not as straightforward as putting it in a cast like that and going to PT. It's not as cookie cutter. It's less cookie cutter than that. Just because Mm -hmm. it's less cookie cutter doesn't mean it's one, not possible, and two, that you can't do it. true it might take longer than six weeks like a broken leg but it likely will take like much longer than six weeks just to be clear that's because we pollute ourselves with garbage even if we're not polluting ourselves with garbage the environment is polluting us with garbage yeah that's fair like yeah it'll take longer but like i was talking to someone about this um well, we were talking about a business course because I was saying like three months, right? Like I tell people they need a minimum of three months to even start to see any sort of progress. And we were talking about that. Minimum three months to see anything. Do you know how small three months is in like the grand scheme of your life? And the fact that people are like, well, I don't know if I can commit to three months. Not everyone, obviously. But there are people that are going to pop up and say that. And that's totally fine because if you can't commit to three months, you're not going to heal. Sorry. And that's not the type of person that I want to work with. Someone that doesn't even realize that three months is a literal P mm-hmm. in comparison to the whole rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like if you started right now, you could pretty much be done with those three months before like you go back to school or, you know, like before the school season starts again, that's, that's how small it is. It's like it's just such a fraction. Like it's such a fraction because I look back on like, we talk about healing is like a lifelong journey and it totally is. But like, I look back on the parts where I was like actively healing and I'm like, I don't even like that does, that seems so insignificant to me now. Like those couple of years, those couple of months, whatever it was, I'm like, 
yeah, because I'm fine now. It seems like nothing. It's like, wow, I was impatient for three months. But like, well, when you look back and you realize that you feel 80 billion times better, every single second of it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you rather like put in the work for three months and then feel better? Or would you just rather continue to struggle for every month for the rest of your life? I always like to compare it to like working out because people, if you tell someone they have to work out for three months to lose weight, most of them can understand and believe it. When you talk about it for your internal health, they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, you're, it's compounding over time. Like you gotta just address all of the underlying gunk and like, sorry, minimum of three months. If you're not willing to commit minimum of three months to your health, you're not someone who actually wants transformation. And I know that sounds rude, but like, you're not, Mm -hmm. it's a blip. It's a tiny fraction, literally minute fraction of your life. Yep. And if that offends you, good. Take a look at why it triggers you. Take a look at why it triggers you because you realize that you're actually not committed to your healing. Okay. You can hate me for it, but like, take a look at why it triggers you. The only reason that like triggers happen is because there's something in us that's unhealed. Mm-hmm. Or there's something in us that we're not happy with. Trigger warning. You might hate me after this. <laughs> we'll make that the, the title. Trigger warning at the end. You might hate Courtney. Healthy travel hacks plus a trigger warning. <laughs> like I said, it's the truth. If you if you're not willing to commit three months, sorry, you don't you don't want to heal. You don't want transformation. As much as you can say it. My apologies. Emily's nodding at me, so she agrees. I do agree. Yeah. I just need everyone 100%. to know that it's not just me. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, back when I first started and I was just doing like six week packages, like, yes, people saw a difference, but it was never anything that was really going to stick. It was never anything. It was just like a little blip compared to what they could be doing. Mm -hmm. If they went, you know, longer than that. I usually say for most people, it takes a minimum of six months, depending on what they're going through. If it's something from like a chronic level, it's usually minimum of six months, but minimum of three months is when you'll start to see progress. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Fun times. Okay. Em, where can people find you? You can find me at Emily Joy Wellness, uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. What about you? At the T-H-E rooted in health. Instagram, TikTok. I've been TikToking again. I actually just got a lot of random people watching my most recent TikTok because it's probably going to make them mad. That's me. Just trying to try to do 24 7. It was only like yesterday. Okay. Um, yeah. Instagram, TikTok, website. That's about it. We would, like yeah. There you yeah. go. Please leave us a rating, a review, subscribe. Uh, shout us out on Instagram. We love all the things.